It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Good afternoon, everyone. Glenn Singletary here. I'm happy to be here today. It's Monday. You know how I feel about Mondays. It's the start of a new work week, and it's the start to go out a time to start out. And you got plenty of days and plenty of time this week to be great. So we're going to start off our section today. If we have any callers like to call in, please know the number is 515-602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. So we've been talking over the last month about passion, purpose, and profits. We talked about how a person can take something that's very important, something they're passionate about, they develop, they develop that purpose for it, and they look into the profits. And the profits can clearly be financial. Oftentimes, they are just to upbuild the community, um, help a specific cause, a child, or whatever, or it could be a build the kingdom of heaven. So um, that's how we look at that passion, profits, purpose, and profits. And so today, I want to kind of back up a little bit kind of redirect or help frame this conversation we've had all this month because it sounds very, very good. It's important to give and feel important by what you're giving. Um, the people we had on earlier were a uh, young lady from Pace Academy. It's a uh, nonprofit, but it's a school for uh, children with dyslexia. It's tuition-free, and uh, they have a great program that they're setting up. Uh, we had someone on about wives on purpose. It was a spiritual calling, uh, how people are going to um, prepare themselves for uh, the union of marriage and what partnerships are supposed to look like. And then we had someone talking about passionate capitalism. This person talked about there. They're capitalistic, but they have passion to give and do. So we had three different dynamic speakers talking on their platform. And what I'm hoping that some of that um, inspired you. Um, each one of, the, one of the people were very impactful, they were innovative, and they fulfilled the need. And I know a lot of you may have that, oh, my God, I have a need, I have a purpose, I know I can make some things happen. And I think that's great. But I do want to pull back a little bit and get you back on track because oftentimes we have those kind of entities, we kind of forget um, the work that has to be done because you're so passionate about it. You can get the work that has to be done, some practical things you have to continue to do. Um, when you have a concept, a passion, a uh, purpose in life, um, you think it's a great idea. Of course you do. You should. And it was given to you by need. It was divinely given to you. Whatever determination is, you're good at it. You know, whatever it is, you want to do this, and you should have that passion. But let's talk about the other structural side of that and the framework of how you're going to make that stuff happen, get it done and go forward. You're going to expect people to be excited about your project, your passion as you are. That really happens. Oftentimes you get frustrated and upset when you go to tell somebody about it. They're like, mm, well, well, okay, or it's tried before, or I don't know how you're going to make that work. You get a little frustrated that process, but here's what I want you to talk about, talk about today. It's making that passion, that purpose, your individual goal, your desire, your need, your business, keeping the faith through the process. 
We know the world is continually changing. I'm going to say that to you honestly for the rest of my life because it is continually changing. We had a unique year this year with the COVID-19. We know that the things we've done in the past necessarily don't necessarily work like they used to, like they used to work because things are continually changing. Um, we look at the trends that we see now. And especially in what I'm going to call a social enterprise. That could be a nonprofit. It could be a, a business that had a, a, a philanthropic arm to it. And those are the kinds of things we talk about this month. But, you know, we know now because of, because of what has happened, um, the contributions have changed in terms of how people are contributing to causes now for a number of reasons. We'll get to that. Um, if you have a businesses in sales, sales are waning. Um, they may not be as effective or efficient as forthcoming as they were before because of what's happening. And we also realize that nonprofits or social enterprises have become closely intertwined with profit businesses and how that works. So subsequently, you've been intertwined with a profit business, for-profit business. You now see competitiveness. Nonprofits are competitive. Social enterprises are competitive. Businesses are competitive. I don't care what anybody says. And you may not want to listen to that term, but it's real. And there are also ways to collaborate that they weren't in the past. So here's some things I want to talk about and continue to talk about these trends. Um, people are now asking for these companies, organizations like these nonprofits, social enterprises, they want you to have the standards of a regular business. One time before, you would say, oh, they're just a nonprofit and their website is a little shabby or, you know, they'll have this word misspelled in their brochure or you know, business cards are really, not really tight, their logo is this, um, they have the greatest books. That does not work anymore. You have to be on the same level as a business. That shouldn't frighten you. That's just to prepare you for what you have to do. Because if you can compete in any environment, then that's a big part of the deal. You have to manage your practice. You have to look at your values like a corporation does. And your language is similar. Um, if you remember, one time in a nonprofit, their head person and CEO was called the executive director. And they still may be. There's some organizations that call president or vice president or director, just like they are in a corporation. So the thing that you're looking for is uh, what you're seeing in the business. I don't want anyone to get discouraged with their vision and their passion, their purpose. I want to just bring you back to the point that we got to do the same types of things. In this arena I talked about before, there's a major lack of trust. So you come out here and say, I'm doing this for a great cause. People are not necessarily going to trust what you say because we've been um, hoodwinked and fooled and uh, misdirected too many times. Um, they're distorted about what your your plans really are. We heard so much about so many uh, nonprofits and social enterprises and actually affronts for dark money or some other um, light, right wing or left wing conspiracy. So people are not as open to us accept what you're saying until you can prove it. That's a little dynamic before. People just all of a sudden, oh, that's a good cause. I know someone. I'm going to be involved. Not necessarily. We talked about COVID-19 being an impact. We talked about social justice. That's a huge piece there. We talked about climate change. I mean, once again, um, all of these things are going on. And just to stay alive is taking more toll on us. Just to stay healthy is taking a bigger toll on us. And now you want me to decide where to put my money or my resources or my volunteer efforts to a social organization. Which one should I give it to? So in some instances, it's a lot more difficult to have something that um, people say, I'm going to buy into this wholeheartedly. Once again, one of my biggest factors I want to say to you in this world of 
passion, purpose, nonprofit, social enterprise, those kind of things, one of your biggest issues is sustainability. People will like to see that you are sustaining. That is the reason why people give their money to old, established nonprofits more often. The YMCA, um, Habitat for Humanity, um, uh, gosh, um, uh, you know, just as a charity. There's a lot of nonprofits, um, you know, uh, for uh, rescuing for the pets, the dogs or whatever. Um, there's so many out there extending. And the reason why is that I can feel comfortable that this organization has passed the test of time and they have things in place and that I can trust where my money is going. That may seem a little harsh, but think about it. How many companies, nonprofits, social enterprises pop up every day? How many of them pop up one day and they're gone two days later? Fairly, they're gone a month later. They're gone two months later. They're gone two years later. So where did my money go? What was their benefit? People don't trust until they see a track record. Um, I can tell you from experience I've had, I've been in a room with a banker, and this nonprofit came in and shared their plans and what they wanted to do. And he was like, yes, yes, we could perhaps do something together. Well, that was in 2019. 2020 came along with COVID. And in 2021, went back to that same banker to say, we want to talk with you about some programs. We talked about it in 2019. His first remark was, wow, you're still here. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk now. I didn't know if you're going to be organization going to be around that long. I didn't know if you guys are going to be going back or moving back. Hey, you know, but now that you're here, let me see what we can do. I like what you've had to say. A lot of people come in here with a good, with good talk. But now that I see you've made it through and you've been through COVID and you're still surviving, okay, we can talk. Okay? That actually happened. So people want to know before they give their hard-earned money, or a company ties their name to something that you know is important and you believe in, don't be so hard on them the first time because you've got to show them, first of all, that you're sustainable, you're not going anywhere, that your paperwork is in order, you have a clear vision of where you're going, you've got your mission statement in place, that you are conducting business in the world of business. I want to balance this out a little bit more. I keep telling you I'm going back to this because we've had so many conversations about great philanthropic type programs and building a need, but there are things you still have to do to continue that process. If you have any questions, guys, come on and call on in. Anybody got some stories to tell? 515-602-9767. Once again, 515-602-9767. So when we talk about this whole process here to go forward in terms of making sure that you're ready for this endeavor, and these are similar business aspects business conversations, business tools we need because this is a business. It doesn't matter what your heart is. It could be something you love to do. Your child is still a business, and you have to conduct yourself in such a way. So you got to make sure you got your priorities in place. Misplaced priorities will kill your growth. Now, we'll go back to some stuff we talked about before. What are your priorities? You know, if you don't have the knowledge you need to, get the knowledge. If you don't have support you need, to, how do you get the support? You're going to have to deal with closed minds. You have to get to learn how to deal with that. Case in point, closed minds. That gentleman was closed to the concept of this 4501c3 coming to him and saying, I would like to part and do X, Y, Z. That person had to overcome those objections by saying, I'm back. 
I'm still here, and here's what we've done thus far, and here's where we are. Here's our plan. Had to be able to change that closed mind. You don't have lack of support from people who are naysayers or saying, oh, I've seen this before, or, well, I don't have time. You have to show them how they can be helpful. You have to show them how you're not going to take advantage of their time. You have to show them that you're going somewhere, you have a plan. Those kind of things are still, still very important. And if you don't have the knowledge, then you go out and get it. Partner with someone, uh, get your board directors together, get you someone you can talk to to help you with the knowledge you need. If you don't have your priorities in lined up, it could clearly and it will definitely sabotage your growth in terms of whatever you're trying to do. And you're growing and you're working for a major cause. It's a big issue. It's a big need out there. You don't want that to happen. And you can get so overwhelmed so quickly in that process. If long-term growth is your goal, and you can grow in different kinds of ways now, if long-term growth is your goal, and it should be everybody's goal, whether it be nonprofit, regular business, social enterprise, whatever, it should be, growth should be it, then prioritizing quick fixes will not help you in terms of your long-term goals. Quick fixes won't hurt, won't help. You need to have a long-term goal. You can't just run hither, thither from every little small thing and, and, and make it happen. That's why you need a, a real thought-out strategy. Your strategic choices will help your organization grow. Um, this is where your strategies come in. You say you want to grow, but how are you going to grow? What kind of growth do you want? I want to go in depth. I want more SKUs. I want more services. I want to get more people. Do I want to go in numbers? I want to impact a larger group of people. What I want to do, I want to, to um, have more uh, donors. Um, do I want to be more effective? Maybe my program's not in-depth in enough. Maybe I need to partner with some other people. Maybe I need to look at some more steps that once I get the person in, what I do for the person or whatever. And how do I get provisions? Those are some of the things you're going to look at in your strategies. Long-term strategies, not quick fixes. Not a quick little, we're going to do a little quick little party over here and, okay, we'll get a couple, couple hundred dollars, a couple thousand dollars will be good. No, what can you do long-term continuously, consistently, being sustainable to make this effort successful and people want to be a part of it. Okay, guys, we're at a good breaking point right now. Um, please call in, ask questions, or add to this. The number is 515-602-9767. We'll be back in a few minutes. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness for instantly softer, smoother skin you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. 
If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. Well, we're back growing greatness. Uh, we're talking about um, passion, purpose, and profits. And we're trying to talk about how we're going to make that all work. We were talking about long-term strategies. Long-term strategies, not short-term fixes. That's what we all need in terms of business, period. Um, when you have your strategies pulled together, you have a solid strategy for certain aspects of your business. Let me challenge you. Do you have a solid strategy for all aspects of your business? If you want to be successful in this process, your strategy needs to be strong throughout every avenue, whether it be to bring more people to your organization, whether it be to increase sales, and let me just say sales is not a negative term when it comes to nonprofit. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, is it to get more awareness, um, your marketing efforts or whatever? Is it to get more donations? Is it to get more partnership? Have strategies for all of those aspects. Clearly, in any nonprofit, there are certain things or social enterprise or businesses, there's something you need. You always need a strong strategy for your awareness. That's your marketing efforts. You need strong strategies in terms of increasing whatever you need to increase, whether it be sales, awareness, opportunities. You always also have to have a strategy for the public in terms of other people who are going to perhaps donate or partner with you. Also strong strategies to reach um, your consumer base is all, all, all over and tell them what you're doing. It's important for them to know what you're doing. Don't wait and just assume they're going to hear about it. You need to let them know that you have graduated so many students from a specific um, class. You've given out so many scholarships that you have fed so many people. You need to put that out there so more people say, oh, you know all of us want to be on part of a winning team. So if you're doing good things and people are seeing it going forward, they want to be up. They want to hook their, their, their hitch their wagon to a winning team, a winning platform, opposed to ones not doing anything. So those are some couple of strategies I just talked about. Gaining more in terms of staff, people, um, to know about what you're doing, volunteers. You have to think about your um, business, what you're doing in terms of getting more consumers, whether it's service for them or whether it's sales for them. Um, you have to think about your strategy in terms of where you plan to go, a strategy for other partners, strategy for donations. And let me just tell you, I have a whole piece that I do sometimes on nonprofits, and you have to have a strategy to reach your donors. Social media and online, all of that is so different. There are certain types of social media that you might more likely to get a man to donate or more likely to get a woman to donate. There are certain kind of key words and things you use to get a man to donate opposed to a woman. Certain age groups, certain vehicles, those things you have to have as a tactic, of course, but that's part of your strategy, using the proper medium to reach your target base. Okay. We also talked about in terms of your um, your system. You got strong strategies there. Okay. You have your your priorities in place. If there's strong strategies there, you will have to have some type of system to keep up with them, to make sure they're being effective and efficient. Making sure that your strategies are online, your goals are achievable, that um, you're pushing yourself to make those goals. Your strategies support your overall goals, objectives. Um, making sure that there's a timeline on meeting. Remember, your goals, your objectives are really actually objectives, not my goals. But objectives are measurable. 
you have to say what you're going to do in a certain period of time. So when you put those in place and they're strong, you put your strategy in place to meet them, then you've got to have some system to, uh, once again, check your, your, your progress. What you, gotta, what you have to adjust in the plan, what, what new you have to do, what you have to add to it. Those things have to be put in place. You've got to have your strong goals, objectives, really their objectives, your strategies to make them work, and then some way to keep a track of the results. Keep a track of your success, how you've been, and be able and be agile and be fine with making adjustments on your strategies as needed. Hopefully your objectives won't change. But your ways to get it done, that may, be, that may adjust somewhat. And clearly your tactics may adjust in terms of what media you use or that kind of thing. But those things should always be checked and in line. Make sure you're doing right. Now, I know that's a lot to say. You've got this great, great idea. And your passion and your heart is just pouring out. It's a needs need. But I'm going to tell you right now, growth is difficult. It's not impossible, but it's difficult. I just want you to know that. And we don't, and there's plenty of us who are growing and continue to grow, and I believe in growth. We're growing in greatness every day. But don't think just because, and I've seen it happen too many times, because your heart is in the right place and there's a need that you don't have to do the work. That it's by osmosis, people are going to run to you and say, oh, let me help you. That's not the case. Now, there are miracles happen every day, I believe that. But generally, that is not the case. So you need to, we know growth is difficult. Uh, we know that you are busy. Um, this is probably not something you can, you can afford to do full time. So you have something else. To, you know, you're busy. Uh, you know, you're tired. You're working a full time. You have children, relationships, husbands, wives, whatever. You're tired. Those all are factors in impact. Um, you need more resources. And resources are not always money. It could be other people to help take the load off. It could be more board members. It could be board members with access to something. It could be um, a, a number of things. So you'll need probably some resources. And we know with all that being done, you want to make a major impact. So I see the paradigm. I understand what you're going through. I just want to have this conversation today to kind of pull you back in and say, yes, my purpose, my passion is worth it. I'm going to fight for it. But here are the things I still have to do. I have run into several people who started this process and said, oh, my God, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. And then they, pull, they, they, they just go out of power because – it happens when you thought it was going to happen because they kind of fool away the basic steps that need to be taken, and they got so hooked up on the um, the, um, the, uh, the concept, the passion itself. You know, so I ask you right now, when you think about this whole thing, where are you? Are you starting out? That means you're invigorated with the calling. You have a blank sheet of paper. You'll start from scratch. If you're there, great. But remember the process, the things you have to do. If you already kind of got into it a little bit and you're just surviving, uh, you're living week to week, and you're living on a wing of a prayer, faith, um, dollars from your, from your spouse or family and friends, you know, that's surviving. You know, are you struggling? You know, um, you're not meeting your obligations and you're stressed out. You can't get in sleep at night, which doesn't help. Uh, are you stable? I hope that you are. Will you cover your obligations and you could weather a short storm? Remember that, a short storm. Or what we all want to be secure. We're confident about the obligations and we have a surplus. That's where you need to be. I don't want you to think that because it's a nonprofit and because it's a social enterprise, because I'm also helping someone in need, that I need to be struggling and just surviving. There are ways, if it's done right, where you are secure and you're confident and you could, you have a little surplus there. 
Nobody has too much. We have a surplus there, and you continue going and something happens. So we want you to know that you need to be prepared for bad things happening just like you would in any other business when you might be in, okay? We have a U.S. assessment, assess your organization, assess your plan, assess where you are, where you're going. Part of that assessment goes back to what we first started talking about. See, if you do things right to start with, it helps you as you go further down the road. And when you hit bumps, I always say that, but here's a prime example of that. Go back to your mission. Remember, the mission statement is why you exist. It's the reason for being. If you're in a, a situation where you've got your heart and passion in something, you should have it in any kind of business. But nevertheless, what's your, why you exist and why you, what's your reason for being. That helps you contain the objectives, helps you set the priorities, helps you with the strategies and the tactics in your measuring tools. Go back to your vision statement. This is where you articulate your dreams for the future. And remember, your vision statement is something you did the last down, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. It wasn't supposed to happen next year. It's a long-term vision. So are your goals and objectives, specific objectives, strategies, and everything falling in line to meet those long-term goals? If some adjustments need to be made on the part of the vision statement, it should not be. On your mission statement, it should not be. But if it does, you need to do that. And but more importantly, it probably is going to be with you adjusting your objectives and your strategies. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Like I said earlier, nonprofits will take another whole look. Nonprofits, social enterprises, just people who are doing business every day, and they oftentimes have a social component to it. That thing is fabulous. I'm going to give you an example, two examples of two that you know about. I mentioned one of them earlier, and I'm going to show you how they have taken their vision, their mission and vision statement, and then how they take it into getting their resources together. So let's look at Habitat for Humanity. I, I love that one. Everybody does. Who would not love a program that helps people get their own homes? Who would not love that? You guys not love that. But their mission is seeking to put God's love into action. Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, Communities and hope. I mean, that's beautiful. Who could not like that? Their vision is a world where no one has, a, where everyone has, excuse me, a world where everyone has a decent place to live. That's simple. That's to the point. How can you not want to support that? But what they've done is going a little bit further than just the fluff. They do support their organization by donations. Okay, they didn't hurt that there's a former president of the United States involved, but they support themselves by donations. They also get financial support from people who they build the homes for. Those people who get those homes are also expected to give something back. And I think that's a great deal. You know, I think people shouldn't think to get something for nothing. See, those people are expected to give something back. They have a Habitat Restore Enterprise. They have a store. They have an actual store where they actually sell merchandise and make money. I think that's huge. They have a volunteer network, not just people in the streets. But they also have organizations who would give them so many people to help them build. Okay? So I think that's a wonderful idea how they've gone out and said, okay, your organization, XYZ, has so many um, employees, then could we get X amount of your employees to help us build? Those people get um, uh, kudos from their job. They get time off or notoriety or something for doing it. So they built a network of people who want to help them. People want to help them because they heard about the good work. People want to help them because they put out there what they do. That's why I say it's important to let people know what and why you're doing it. And they also let you know about the community impact. You see how they advertise 
how people are changing and their lives are being changed through the process. The work is still being done. The advertising is there. The donation piece is there. The retail piece is there. All the elements are there. So just sitting back and saying, we have it after humanity, and because we do a good work, you just need to give us some money. That's not how it's going, and that's not what they're doing, which I think is great. Um, another one is St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Um, you guys heard about St. Jude, and we love St. Jude's. And here's what they said. Their mission statement is to advance cures and means of prevention of pediatric catastrophe diseases through research and treatment consistent with the vision of our founder, Daniel Thomas, Danny Thomas. No child is denied treatment based on race, religion, or a family's inability to pay. Okay? Their vision statement to accelerate progress against a catastrophic diseases at a global level. But what they do is, now this mission is wonderful. Who could have a hard heart against children? Who would not want to support children? Um, they do this great work. They share all of their information internationally, globally. They help children around the world. I mean, you cannot see anything wrong with that. But here's what they do. Of course, they have donations. They have public donations. They have memorial and dedication. So you're able to give money in somebody's name to put it on the building, on their walkways or whatever. So that person is memorialized because you give to St. Jude. People like to do those kind of things. They tied into Amazon Smile. Amazon Smile is a non-brainer for any kind of social enterprise. You go there, you rescue your nonprofit, and anyone who buys anything will buy items from Amazon, and your, they, collect, they, they connect their account to um, your nonprofit, then a percentage of their sale will go to your nonprofit. It doesn't really cost them any money. The price doesn't go up. That's a no-brainer. If you're doing any kind of social enterprise and have a 501c3 or whatever, a charitable organization, or got a charitable arm, please read that Amazon Smiles and then get all your friends and patrons, everybody you know, to register your nonprofit. It's just a no-brainer. Um, they have a donation when you send a card or an e-card. They have a program for that. They have a gift shop, a St. Jude's gift shop. They have a legacy and planning gifting. People pass away. They're going to donate. Um, X amount of dollars to your um, to organization. They, they take that money and monetize it financially by putting that in a fund. You know, they know they get the money. They can use that for um, leveraging other dollars. They have a checks and labels program, um, workplace giving. Once again, they're one of the kind of companies like a United Way. If you want to your company to give money to that nonprofit, they got that going on. Um, they teach you how to create a fundraiser to help them out if you want to. They give you all the tools and everything you need to do to help them help them um, do a, a fundraiser for them. And they have a once-a-year, big-time, same-time thing to, to win a house. Okay? Those are a lot of nice ideas. Someone says, oh, my God, we can never do that. Well, you can't win a house, but you can win other stuff. You have to have money for a house. You have other stuff you can do. You can make that kit easy for people. The logo and everything is there. Hey, do a fundraiser for us. Hey, can I partner with the organization? I don't care whether it's a church, whether it's Boys and Girls Club. I don't care what, what organization it is, a bank or a Home Depot, whomever, and say, hey, can we partner with you guys to help us with our nonprofit? Do X, Y, and Z. Those are kinds of things you need to put in place to continue. Because remember my statement earlier. The big deal right now in any of these nonprofit passion purpose type things, scenarios, where you can get some profit in there, but the big thing is sustainability. 
why should I give my resources, because it's not always money, why should I give my resources to your organization that may be gone? Next week, I want to see a plan. I want to know that you're around for a minute, and I'm more likely to be a big support to you. So that's kind of my, my talk on that to this week. I am so looking forward to next week, next week, next month. We're going to have some really wonderful things for you. We have some great lineup guests for you. We're going to talk about people who are in non-traditional jobs. We're talking about the innovations of America. It's July. And of course, it's 4th of July and the independence of the country. We know we had Juneteenth a little earlier. We're going to talk about have some people on who are in non-traditional roles. We have Ty Mann who's going to be on, who is a producer in a, in a competitive world of um, movie making. Uh, we have some other people that are going to be part of that um, series next month. We're going to talk about those kinds of things. So stick with us. We would love to have you come back. Please call in. Cheer you up on social media. Going Greatness Radio Show. You can listen to this podcast um, on Spotify, iHeart, anywhere you hear your um, podcast get from, you can get it from there as well. And uh, please help me out. Let me know what you want to hear, what you want to say, have any questions, suggestions. And remember, we're talking about going in greatness, going out this day and be great. Thank you. It's Growing in Greatness Radio Show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness.